Hello everyone and welcome to PR with the Pros, a podcast from PRSSA National. I'm your host, Zach Farincheck, the 2020-2021 Vice President of Brand Engagement for PRSSA National. Today, we have a very special episode. Our Vice President of Career Services, Zane Landon, interviews Rebecca Ann Owen, an account coordinator at BCW Global. After graduating early from Boston University with a Bachelor's of Science in Communications, Rebecca landed her dream role at BCW Global where she is currently an account coordinator in the healthcare practice. When not working, she is also the PRSSA liaison for PRSA Boston. While at BU, Rebecca was an active member of their PRSSA chapter where she coordinated Boston University's 2020 District Conference, PR Advanced, Pilot Your Future. She has worked with many organizations such as PR Lab, the longest running student-led PR agency in the country, Empath Worldwide, a pro bono communications collective for nonprofits, Takeda Pharmaceuticals Vaccine Business Unit, and Metter Media. When she is not at work, Rebecca loves hiking, reading, and taking care of her plants. Without further ado, let's get straight to the interview. Hello, Rebecca. Thank you so much for coming on today's podcast, PR with the Pros. How are you doing today? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. As a new professional, we really get an insight on someone who just basically graduated very soon. And so I would love to just hear about that. Let's start with, um, why don't you tell us about the role you currently have at BCW Global? Sure. So I'm an account coordinator at BCW Global. And the one thing I have to say is that agency life is such a thrill. You're constantly working on something new and exciting. You can be working on two different projects and, you know, you suddenly change in the middle of the workday. So really no two days are the same and it's very exciting. So. Yeah, it sounds exhilarating. Wow. So go, can you elaborate more on what your experience has been like so far at BCW Global? Sure. So the transition from student to professional was a bit harder than I expected, um, but I'm so grateful to be where I am today. Um, My entire team has been so welcoming. Uh, They answer all my questions um, and working remotely has definitely been a blessing and a curse. It's hard to get your footing in your first job. So you know, just picking up on all of the nuances that you might get when you are in an office. It's kind of hard to pick up online. Um, But for me, there was a lot of imposter syndrome and kind of second guessing myself. But I've learned so much in the short time I've been working there. And it's truly been such a learning experience. And you learn so much so quickly working in an agency. Mm -hmm. I love that you you know, talk about imposter syndrome, because I think it's really relevant for people who are in college or university, Mm -hmm. because I think that it's something that we all really kind of have to address and really learn about. And it really helps us learn about ourselves. So I'm curious, kind of like what has helped you kind of get over that imposter syndrome? Has it been the team, the specific company? What did you do to really overcome those like, you know, internal barriers? Absolutely. So it's definitely a work in progress. I I wouldn't say that I've mastered it by any means, (laughs) but 
it's definitely a day by day thing. So, you know, some days are better than others and some days you feel really confident and then other days, you know, you don't feel great, but definitely my team has been super supportive um, in terms of, you know, just talking about life outside of work um, and just talking about kind of, you know, what you're experiencing with other people at your work, because they are most likely going through the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I do a lot of kind of self-reflection. So if I'm really stressed or if I can feel myself getting worked up, I try to take a step back. And even if it's, you know, walk a lap around my house, I try to just like take deep breaths and really try and, you know, step back and realize that like, my whole being is not work and I am more than competent. They wouldn't have hired me if they didn't think I could do this job. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just kind of reminding yourself that you are great and you can do it and you just have to take it one step at a time. Wow. I love it. So self-empowering, such great Mm -hmm. advice. Um, Wow. So I think it's a good segue to talk about, you know, since you are a recent graduate, I'm really curious on what it would, what it's been like applying for jobs, especially during this pandemic. And also, do you really have any advice for students who are looking for a job right now and who may be experiencing all that uncertainty that you may experience before? Absolutely. So job hunting before the pandemic was hard, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time and energy to work on your resume and your LinkedIn cover letter, elevator pitch and interview skills. But then with the pandemic, there's an added pressure. I applied for so many jobs before I got my current role. Um, In the pandemic, it feels like the job market is flooded. Like you're throwing resumes into a void when applying online. (laughs) Um, But I am going to give some advice with the caveat that I would have hated this advice if I was, you know, in a student's shoes. Um, But it's to use your network because that is really how you'll get a job. Use Mm -hmm. your professors, your friends, their parents, your cousin's neighbor's aunt, if you can. Like, talk to whoever you can, Um, even if it's just getting to know a little bit more about their job. So Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. loved informational interviews, Um, not even directly correlated to a job, but it can help you get a better kind of understanding of what the industry really looks like and where you would fit into that. Mm, Yeah, I really love your last point, because I feel like one of the most main important, the main important things to networking is not to get a job, it's to just elevate who you know, learn about the industry, and really be prepared for when you get into it. So that's why sometimes when I talk to students and I tell them, oh, set up some coffee chats, reach out to people. It's not to get, you know, a job that, of course, that's what people want. And that's the angle, but just build your network, meet some people, have some fun. I think that's what's really important. Exactly. And even if, let's say you have a coffee chat with someone and you really understand, you know, the industry and the agency they're in, you can use that information in an interview, right? So, you know, you know the ins and outs of an agency because you had that informational interview. Another agency that you might just have applied to, you know, in a job portal, when you're in that interview, you can use that information and those resources um, to just, you know, prove that you're the best candidate for the position. Yeah, I love it. You know, an interview is not just to highlight, you know, 
what why you're qualified to just talk about your experiences and also i think it looks really impressive in an interview when you say oh you know i actually talked to so-and-so who's in this role and they told exactly. me about some of the stuff that they worked on that's not necessarily even on the job description and i really resonate with that and you know they can even serve as a mentor for me so you know i think there's a lot exactly. of stuff you can speak about when it's not just about your qualifications but what you what your experiences are and what you bring to the table yeah exactly definitely Awesome. So I know that, you know, you were heavily involved in PRSSA and PRSA. So I would love to learn about, you know, how these organizations help launch the career you're in right now. Absolutely. So PRSSA and PRSA have been so influential in my career, and I really cannot thank the organization enough. So I joined Boston University's chapter of PRSSA when I was a sophomore. I was on the planning committee for the 2019 district conference, and then I was the conference coordinator for the 2020 district conference. Um, And those two experiences were incredibly helpful and really taught me how to think on my feet um, while also planning ahead, which Mm -hmm. is something people ask in interviews all the time. Um, But BU's chapter also brought in weekly speakers that really helped me get a better understanding of what the industry, um, both agency and in-house, looked like. Um, It helped me build connections, and I highly recommend attending the events your PRSSA chapter holds and reaching Mm -hmm. out to the speakers over LinkedIn after, even just to thank them, and maybe ask them a question you couldn't ask during the event. But I also got to meet amazing friends who I now have the privilege of calling colleagues. And that is, you know, a different part of networking that I don't think a lot of people realize is networking, that your friends do become, you know, your fellow PR professionals. Um, And so after I graduated, I knew I wanted to be involved in PRSA. And so I am now the PRSSA liaison for PRSA Boston. Um, I've had the amazing honor to go to awesome events, um, hear amazing speakers, as well as make connections with current students in the Northeast area. Uh, I know it seems like a lot to do an extracurricular once you've graduated, but Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend it. It's absolutely worth it. Wow. Congratulations on that new role. Um, What exactly do you do as the PRSA liaison? Yeah, absolutely. So at PRSA Boston, especially in the Northeast area, there are a ton of collegiate um, institutions and just higher education. And so we really wanted to make sure that we were nourishing those students in the area because, you know, they will be colleagues one day. Mm -hmm. So something I do is I try to, you know, anytime I see an internship or a, you know, entry level job, I try to send it to the chapters so they can, you know, send it to their members. Mm. And that's just a way that we can, you know, all stand together as kind of students and help each other out. I also look for events and, you know, just areas that would help students. So if it's a blog article that I found really interesting, or if it's an event on personal branding, I'll send it along to the chapters as well. Um, And then I also help them with, you know, programming. So if they are struggling to find a speaker in a certain area, I can reach out to the network at PRSA Boston, which is about Mm. 300 PR professionals. So it really opens their network. Um, 
And another thing I do is I try to pair students with mentors just to make sure that they can ask all the questions that maybe you're too afraid to ask your professors or, or <laughs> your boss. But um, yeah, so that's a bit of what I do. And we are definitely trying to expand the project, but it's a, it's a growing position, I would say. No, I love that position because I think that there is kind of sometimes with chapters a disconnect from like mm -hmm. their PR essay chapter and their PR essay chapter. And I think it's, it's really important to build that bridge between the two because those PR essay folks can be your mentors. They're the professionals exactly. who know what it's like to work in the industry. So I think it's so important that PR essay chapters really work with their, you know, their parent PR essay chapter. So mm -hmm. I would encourage, you know, chapters to really get involved in their PR essay chapter because I think that's where you know really opportunities you know are born and that's really exciting yeah absolutely and this is going to sound cliche but you know professionals really do learn from you as well like as mm -hmm. students you guys a lot of the time are who these people are marketing to who their target audience is. So even just sitting down with someone and talking about, you know, your lived experiences, I think is so important. Um, just realizing that, you know, this mentor that you call, um, you know, that you ask questions about can also learn so much from you. So I would highly recommend reaching out, even if it's just, you know, one-time coffee chat, or even, you know, one event a year, I would highly recommend working with your uh, PRSA chapter. Yeah, wow. And I really like a point you bring up um, about, you know, as young professionals are aspiring to go into the PR industry, we sometimes feel like we don't have a voice because we're, mm -hmm. we, we are so young and we feel we don't have any, we don't have the experience yet. But I, I do think that professionals do value like our opinions and perspectives because they're coming in the industry with a lot of experience and we're so new and we see it very differently. And I think they're really interested in that. And so that's also something really interesting that you have to like kind of overcome with imposter mm -hmm. syndrome is coming with very little experience working with people who have been in the industry for so long. They're the veterans in the PR industry mm -hmm. can feel very intimidating. So yeah, it's definitely intimidating, but you know, and I am still intimidated you know, just as a student or as a recent student, mm -hmm. but I would also just, when you're in those moments of self-doubt, I would also remind you that, you know, you are a junior member and they know that you're a junior member. They mm -hmm. know that you are going to take a little bit to learn and they are there to help you learn so that one day you can move up maybe even into their position. So I would highly encourage you just to remember, you know, you're where you are. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. So if you were in their position right now, you would not do as good of a job because they have worked for so long to get there. So just learn from them. Take your time. Enjoy where you are. Mm, love it. Um, I think that's perfect. You know, to talk more in detail about, you know, the transition period from student mm. to from student to professional. So, um, I mean, you began working at BCW really recently, like three months ago, like in January. Um, so beginning your first, you know, actual, your full-time career post-graduation, I'm curious um, if you, what were your expectations? Um, and did yeah. you encounter like any surprises, something that you weren't expecting, any curveballs were thrown at you? <laughs> Absolutely. So 
I mentioned this a bit earlier, but I did not expect the transition to be that hard. Um, like many other students and especially PRSSA students, I was always doing a million things on top of classes. <laughs> so I didn't think that working full time would be so tiring, but it is crazy how exhausted you are after sitting at your desk working for nine hours straight. Um, and going back to what we talked about earlier, another aspect I really didn't expect was imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I was very confident at school and, you know, in the positions and the organizations that I was in. Um, and so when I realized that, oh, like I'm in this junior role now, I'm, you know, I don't feel as adequate as everybody else. I really had to take a step back and, and, you know, remember that it is a transition and you're allowed to feel like this and, and um, you, you are supposed to learn and you're not supposed to be perfect on your first try. Um, but that being said, everyone has been so incredibly nice and I truly love every second. Uh, it definitely takes some time getting used to, but I feel like I'm finally getting into the groove of, you know, being a full-time worker. Wow. Um, yeah, I love how you, you're just so open about it not being easy. You know, the transition mm -hmm. isn't as easy as people may make it out as it seems. And so I honestly, sometimes I don't have that experience yet because I'm not a full-time worker yet in the mm -hmm. industry, but I can almost imagine being like you transition from high school to college. You're not going to yeah. get it right away. And it's going to take you some time to adjust to the culture um, and also yeah. just the workload. I mean, mm -hmm. some, people, some people say college is harder in high school and some people say they thrive better than high school because it's just so different. So yeah. Really depends on the person. And you may even realize that agency isn't for you and there may be something else out there for you. There's so many different avenues you can take. Exactly. And I think also something that I try to remind myself is that I, when I thought of the young professional life, I thought of, you know, living in my own apartment. I thought mm -hmm. of, you know, that very cliche movie-esque young professional life. But we are also in a pandemic and mm -hmm. I am living with my parents in Maryland when, you know, I thought I'd be in New York. So like that transition is also hard of, of grieving the idea that you had of this young professional life. Um, and so just really taking the time to accept that, you know, I'm here, we're in a pandemic. And so, you know, living with my parents while it wasn't the movie, you know, ending that I thought it was going to be, <laughs> um, it's definitely given me more opportunities to, you know, mm -hmm. be with my family during this hard time, but also get used to working in a job that I don't know, um, in a very comfortable place. So, yeah, and I think, you know, you're touching on like, you know, those were like some of the expectations, like what is, what do you envision, you know, your job looking like after you graduate? And I think, try not to hold so hard onto those expectations because you may mm -hmm. set yourself up for failure if you're disappointed that the expectation wasn't there like oh instead of you being really disappointed oh, I don't get to be in New York living like my independent life you're embracing the change and what you didn't exactly. expect and I really I commend you on that I think that's how we really should be going about it <laughs> thank you well it is not successful all the time I do <laughs> definitely miss New York and and the life mm -hmm. that I could have had right but I mm -hmm. try to remember how privileged I really am to be able to come home and to live you know in my room with my parents and you know just have that kind of you know safety net 
while I'm, you know, figuring it out and getting vaccinated and, you know, like while the world um, just heals, I think it's a mm-hmm. real privilege to be able to come home. So definitely something yeah. to remind yourselves about as well as me. So. Uh, yeah. And well, of course, you know, just because you don't have this time now, that doesn't mean you're not going to be living in New York five years from now, living exactly. that, living that dream. It's just maybe right now it's just not the time, but if you keep holding true to it, maybe it'll happen. So just exactly. stay optimistic. And I know you're definitely really positive. <laughs> <laughs> My next question is kind of like, what do you think has prepared you the most for the role you're in right now? Absolutely. Um, So I would definitely say my internships and my time at Boston University. So BU's College of Communication takes a very hands-on approach, which I personally loved Mm -hmm. um, by being able to write press releases in PR lab and create social media posts at my internships. I was expertly prepared for what was coming. Um, Mm -hmm. BU puts a lot of emphasis on writing, which I cannot stress enough is so important. I write so much. And I thought I wrote a lot in college based on like essays and like, you know, all the assignments we had. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you write more in your job. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> get get as great as you can as, at writing and you will be all set. So then my kind of follow-up question to that is, is the writing really challenging? Do you feel challenged in the writing or is it just kind of a lot of writing? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I would say that there's definitely writing that you get used to on a daily basis, right? Like email lingo, you get very comfortable using all the lingo that I, you know, didn't think that I would be (laughs) using a, you know, basic corporate lingo. But there's also, you know, the really hard challenge of you could be writing for one audience, and then an hour later be writing for a completely different audience. with a completely different purpose and objective. So being able to kind of switch between projects and switch between brains, um, if for lack of a better word, is, you know, (laughs) really helpful in that sense. So it is kind of challenging to, you know, get out of one mindset and into another, but it is challenging in the best way possible. Mm. This may be a hard question I'm going to ask now, but I'm curious on... You know, you say that BU has its reputation for writing and you also had the experience of PR Lab. What is your advice for students who may not have a student-run firm or, I'm going to be honest, like an adequate PR program? Absolutely. Um, So it's definitely hard um, because I know that I went to a very great school and there Mm -hmm. are great schools all over the country that don't have a major in PR, right? It's Mm -hmm. still pretty new when you think about it. Um, But I would say be as proactive as possible. So if your college has a communications department, go to the department and see like, hey, are there any jobs available that I can do? Um, Or even freelance. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of my friends freelanced. I did some freelancing, not as much. Um, But I would also suggest to join Empath Worldwide, which is a global pro bono communications Mm -hmm. agency run by a couple of BU grads. And I had the privilege of being their director of internal operations for a while. Um, But that's a really great opportunity to work on, you know, tangible, actionable deliverables for clients. Um, And 
even if you can't maybe get a job, get an internship, get a experience, start doing it anyway. Um, so for example, mm -hmm. you see Nike put out a press release, read the press release, and then try and find the objective, rewrite the press release. Um, and just kind of make your own projects if you are really struggling to find those internships. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to build your portfolio and say, you know, I didn't have five internships in college, but I did do all of this work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot can be said about that when you may not have the internship experience, but if you have a strong, diverse portfolio, I think that speaks highly of your work. And I think that's, you know, really desirable when you go in for an interview, they really want to hear about not the position, not the title, but what did you accomplish? Mm -hmm. And if you didn't get internships, I think that there's a lot to say when you said, I did not see the results I wanted, but I decided to take initiative and change it the way I wanted to and really um, pave the way for myself. Exactly. Uh, I'm just going to say, I love that you mentioned Empath Worldwide. I'm actually, yes. help I'm actually helping them. I'm the director of DNI now with them. And so- Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, Empath Worldwide has been a great program. Please get involved if you, you know, you're interested. Just, it's a great experience and you connect with people around the globe, really. And yeah. so I think that's one of the most exciting um, parts. And also I will say, me personally, I think there's nothing wrong with reaching out to someone and asking if they need help. Recently, Absolutely. I just got an internship like this week um, at this- Congratulations. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, it's going to be some like freelancing I'm doing on the side. But yeah, nice. they're called Accessible Festivals. I literally just was researching like this event planning organization, NY, what was it? NYE Experiences or something. Mm -hmm. And they, MVE Experiences, I think. Sorry, I'm not going to remember the title. But they posted <laughs> about Accessible Festivals, like an article that was written about them. They're like, oh, check out this um, nonprofit changing the way like music festivals are and how they're inclusive and accessible for the mm. people with disabilities. So I was like, whoa, like event planning, <laughs> event planning and accessibility was totally like what I wanted to do so bad. Like I had no idea that there was like <laughs> an organization that did that. So I just, I looked at their website. There was like a volunteer form. I reached Absolutely. out. Yeah, I just reached out and I said, do y'all need help with PR and social media? And then I, they said they, her and I had a conversation and I did my own proposal on like what I would do weekly. And then they just said that they're interested today. So Really, I mean, especially when small businesses have been impacted by COVID-19 really could use the help. So if you ever see any small businesses or any like nonprofits, just reach out. I'm pretty sure they would love to find something to help you, especially nonprofits and small businesses. They really need the help. Absolutely. 100% um, agree with that. Yeah. So, wow. So I know you talked about, you know, what really helped prepare you for this role, but what would you say really did not prepare you though? Yeah. So I think the style of college in general really didn't prepare me for this role. And that's no one's fault. Um, you know, that's just kind of the way the world works. But elementary through high school, you're essentially working at learning. You're working at school for eight hours a day. And then you go to college where they say, oh, you can make whatever you want, like whatever schedule you want, whatever works for you. It doesn't have to be structured. But then when you go into the real world, it doesn't work like that. Um, if you have kind of that nine to five job, um, I work standard business hours and it was a pretty hard shift to make. That being said, if you're freelancing or running your own business, you do have that kind of flexibility that you have in college. But I would mm -hmm. definitely say if I could go back and tell, you know, freshman year Becca, 
anything. <laughs> it would probably be, you know, work during the standard hours of the day and maybe not write your paper at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, in college, you had the opportunity to be involved in so many things. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of curious. I'm interested, you know, because I'm super involved in stuff. How do you go from being involved in like a thousand things, like a lot of PR students are, mm-hmm. to having just one focused job that you have to be at all day? Like, isn't that overwhelming? It was. It was a little scary going in. I'm not going to lie. Um, but especially in agency life, you are constantly working on something different. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, I rarely, rarely um, am bored, right? I will always be doing something else. Um, but another thing that I realized once I got out of college was that I didn't have hobbies. Um, I just had organizations. So, <laughs> you know, I was a part of PRSSA, but I didn't know what I liked to do in my free time because I had no free time. Um, and so now I've really been, you know, enjoying books and reading and getting outside. And I've really been able to kind of find those hobbies that I maybe didn't have in college because I was so busy going from, you know, classes to or- organizations to work and stuff like that. Mm, wow. Really cool. Um so then I know you talked about this kind of structure with the university. It's kind of funny that like, it's kind of like elementary school, like in middle school and high school, like prepares you for the working world with that standard mm-hmm. time. And then call, you go to college and you have to shift your mindset totally. And it's like, oh, this is so fun. And you have to go back <laughs> yeah. after graduation. It's like a bit counterintuitive. So what do you think universities and organizations can do better for students to prepare them, you know, for the world after graduation? Absolutely. Um, I would say give us assignments that kind of mimic the real world. Um, This may be a hot take, but I wish I didn't have so many rubrics. I, in the real world, you don't have a rubric. You have, you know, a problem and you have to fix it. You just figure it out. There's Mm -hmm. no points. You don't get an A plus. You just either solved the problem or you didn't. Um, So I would say, you know, give us, instead of a paper on the theory of communications, which I know, you know, offers a lot of value and I do value my theory. This is no, you know, this isn't an attack on, on theory, but, you know, give us a press release to write as well. Um, or an editorial, you know, writing just real life things, even if it's, you know, 10 social copy, you know, just, get out there and, and make, make stuff that could potentially be in the real world and give us a grade for it. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, talking like my personal experiences, it's like write a PR plan, write a press release. Mm-hmm. And I understand that that's very traditional though. Like I want to know personally, like what are some things we need to know that's, you know, like on the digital age, like what are some things that are very different? about the PR Mm. industry. Sometimes I feel like I'm learning about the PR industry that's so very traditional, like it was years ago. And sometimes I feel like I'm being left out of the new digital trends and stuff. And I feel like I have to pick up the pieces on my own with my own research. So that's Mm. something I personally think I wish universities would do better. But then again, I'm only speaking on my university. I I love my university, but you know, there's always room that can be improved on, but I don't know what other universities are doing. So Exactly. And I think everybody's experience is different in that sense, but it's also you know, there is a lot of traditional PR that I didn't think was 
still going, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, I'm not going to really have to call a reporter, am I? Yes, I did. I am going to have to call a reporter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say it is really hard when, you know, we are sitting in the classroom and we're like, how on earth is this chapter on, you know, AP style going to help? Um, so even if it's, you know, a caveat in the middle of the lecture of just like, oh, this is how you apply this to the real world, I think would be super helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Perfect. Um I'm curious if you had any final thoughts you would like to share or any other thoughts you'd like to share with our PRSSA audience. Sure thing. Um, I will say, give yourself a break and set your own boundaries because no one else will. I know as a student, I felt the need to constantly be working and constantly felt like if I didn't have a job that I wasn't doing enough. And that's not true. You have literally the rest of your life Um, and so give yourself a break, relax, enjoy where you are. Um, and yeah, really set boundaries to take care of yourself because you are the only one who will. Wow. Beautiful. That's, (laughs) I I love the emphasis on self-care because that's something we really need. And also just balancing work life Absolutely. and wellness. I love it. So, okay. You know, lastly, let's get into our lightning round. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what are you looking forward to the most for the rest of 2021? I'm looking forward to moving to New York City. Who is the most inspirational person to you? Toni Morrison. I'm curious, what is your favorite thing about PR? Uh, That every day is something different and I never know what I'm walking into at work. Oh my gosh, that's exciting and like- I know. Exhilarating and also kind of like scary. (laughs) Yep. Adrenaline just pumping through. Oh my gosh. So what's your favorite um, uh, restaurant? Uh, Bostonia Public House. What will you miss most about uh, university? Constantly being surrounded by people your own age is Mm. definitely something I took for granted. (laughs) Awesome. I know that you kind of mentioned it before, but I want to know officially what is your favorite hobby and pastime or pastime? I love getting lost in a really great book. Yay. Do you have any other parting thoughts for the audience? I would say stop worrying and agonizing about where you want to be because you used to worry about where you are, worry about and want to get to where you are now. Um, You used to dream of getting to where you are right now. So just enjoy it. Relax. Wow. Thank you so much for those parting words. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. Um, You know, you're someone who definitely, you know, I look up to, a lot of people look up to, and I think it's important that you know, we're putting your voice out there. You're someone that's going to be really successful one day in the public relations industry. And you're just a PR superstar. I mean, right when I met you, (laughs) you have such bubbly energy and such enthusiasm. So I hope you can continue that forever. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. It was an absolute privilege and joy to come on this podcast. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you. I wanted to give a huge thank you to Rebecca for taking the time out of her day to record a podcast episode with us. And an even bigger thank you to Zane Landon for hosting this episode of PR with the Pros. I think we can all agree it was a great discussion. And for all of you listening, we have one more episode left under my term as Vice President of Brand Engagement. So please come out next month to listen to the final episode of my term. Besides that, 
If you have any suggestions, topics, or ideas for PRSSA podcasts, please email us at vpbrandengagement at prsa.org. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.